0: Hey, 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 you guys. I am just so really excited to have our special guest here on Black Canvas. And like you guys know, this is season six, and I told you I'm going to be introducing a lot of amazing guests this year. And I'm just so happy to have Mr. Paul Weinfeld as a guest here on Black Canvas. And he remembers, you guys, finding someone's copy of Bob Dylan's Highway 61 Revisited. And in a few days, he memorized the lyrics to Desolation Row. It was the moment when he realized songs aren't just tunes with words, they're worlds to be inhabited, fully filled with strange characters, unexpected emotions, and lessons to be learned. Three decades and several hundred songs later, Paul Weinfield is still at work. The trajectory of his musical career has hardly been linear. A two-time survivor of cancer, he faced a lot of setbacks, which informed the themes of his music. Winefield's first albums were released under the pseudonym Tamlin, a nod to his first love of folklore and magic. He then collaborated with singer-songwriter Danny Masango in fairy tales for the Fatherless. The two joined David Block in founding Gone Gone Beyond, a future folk project combining electronic and folk sounds. Since 2018, Winefield has been releasing music under his own name, Music is People, which was released in 2019. Things I Should Have Told Myself Long Ago in 2020 and Miscellaneous Singles. His latest album, Love Songs for the Tree of Life, is due out later in 2022. In addition to being a musician, Weinfield is also a meditation teacher and a spiritual author, and Buddhism informs a lot of his songwriting. He likes to say that music and meditation are really just one thing, listening to the voices in his head and learning to find a place for them in this world. And we're just so grateful to have Mr. Paul Winefield here on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here
1: thanks for having me Ja
0: I'm excited <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too me too
0: and I love meditation meditation is one of my favorite things to do i I just mm. I cannot go a week without at least finding time to ground and center myself and being a licensed professional counselor mm. I'm so used to talking to clients about the importance of finding a way to work through your problems, especially using your five senses and just being in a a position where you feel comfortable in order to meditate. So I'm just so glad that you're able to infuse your music and meditation. I think that's great. All right, Paul. Mm, so I have some you. questions for you. Are you ready for them? All right. Yes, so please. the first one I have for you is take care of the silence. So how do you deal with moments of silence? And what is one of your favorite songs to listen to that keeps you centered and grounded?
1: Mm. I think one of the things is that I always am trying to see how I can find moments of silence in the day. I, I, I never take it as for, take it for granted that they're going to be given to me. So what that means is I'm always on the lookout for how I can just find a little bit of time to step back from whatever I'm doing and, uh, and see if I can have a little bit more of a spacious relationship to it. So sometimes that's meditation for me. Sometimes that's taking a walk. Sometimes it's just listening to music. Um, one song that uh, has always really come, come back to me actually, I, so that my 2019 album is called Music Is People. And it's kind of an obscure reference, but I was admiring one of my favorite songwriters uh, named Bill Fay, who has a song called Life Is People. Um, and it's a really long song. It's about 10 minutes long and, and it's, it's just all these verses and it's almost like a prayer. He just kind of goes through all these different, it's like one of those long Old Testament prayers. And um, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous song. And sometimes I'll just, if I'm feeling you know, really kind of stressed out or if I really just feel like everything's too cluttered, I'll just put that on and I'll like walk through the city just listening to it in my headphones. Um, it's a real inspiration. And it's also just, there's something about the song that really just is silence, even though it's got a whole orchestra behind it and everything. It's, it's a beautiful song.
0: I'm gonna have to check that one out. I haven't heard of that song before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, music is something I love. Like I said, I love different types of music. And what I've been getting into, actually, over the last week, I've been listening to a lot of jazz music. And mm. um, on YouTube, they actually have this 24-hour, like, um, YouTube, like, loop kind of music, for jazz. Mm. And Paul, like, yeah. I when I was listening to it, I was like, man, I, if I could literally sit for 24 hours and listen, it would be great. but. <laughs> right, yeah. But it, was, it really helped to call me to yeah. the center. So I loved it. Totally. Yeah.
1: My mother was really big into jazz when I was growing up, and we had a lot of records. And um, I should have probably, one thing that actually really I think about with Silence is, is John Coltrane's The Love Supreme. And she had that playing all the time when I was a kid. And I remember it. It's, it's, it's also like a real thing that takes me into a place of silence. Also, a more jazz song is uh, Bill Evans' Peace, Peace. Um, that also is, like, something that I really associate with silence, too. So, yeah, jazz is wonderful. Well,
0: thank you mm. for those. I need to definitely listen mm-hmm. to those for sure. I'm a Nat King Cole fan, just... Oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God, Frank Sinatra. I mean, I can just listen to uh-huh. a lot of but uh-huh. I used to love to listen to Nat King Cole growing up.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know stuff that well, but I know... Uh, what's the... Uh, And the song Nature Boy, I've always been really, really struck by. I think that's an incredible song. Yes.
0: Did um, Celine Dion do a version of Nature Boy?
1: I think maybe she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know David Bowie did. Um, Yeah, Celine Dion might have. I'm not sure. I think
0: she did. Um, I'm I'm going back in my mind, y'all. So y'all tell me if I'm going (laughs) to look it up. But I love me Celine. So I'm like, I think if Celine did it Uh as well, I love uh that song.
1: yeah. Yeah, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. It's a great line. Yes,
0: she did. (laughs) She did. I remember that Uh (laughs) Uh
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So you ready for our next one? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. Shoot. Okay. Things I should have told myself a long time ago. So Mm -hmm. if you could go back and redo one moment in your life, what Mm -hmm. would you change? And what advice would you give to your younger self if you
1: Hmm. You know, it's hard to change, like, think about changing the course of your life, right? Because everything kind of builds on everything. But I would, I, if I could go back and change one thing, I would not have gone to graduate school. Um, it, it, was a, it was, it was, it was a road that didn't go anywhere for me. Um, I was really knew that I wanted to be a musician, and I was very, I didn't really have the courage at that that moment. And it seemed like the responsible thing to do was to go to graduate school and become a teacher and like my dad. And I've always been told that I'm good at that. And so I was kind of following the path of what other people told me I should do. Uh, and I knew like the first day I got to graduate school that it, it was the wrong place for me, but I stayed in there for eight years. So if I could re, if I could redo one moment, it would be the first moment of getting to graduate school, realizing it was the wrong place and just turning around and walking away and saying, you know what, that was the wrong place.
0: I think you answered that perfectly. I kind of go back <laughs> in my life to, cause I have degrees in business and accounting as well as mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think mm. it was a great lesson to be able to, to be professional learning business and knowing how to manage money. I think all that's great, but I'm like, man, right. I mean, I was in yeah. school a long time and I, uh, I'm not really right. using that to the extent that I would like to. And so I would say it's a good fallback if I ever decide I don't want to count to anymore, but I'm like, I just don't know if I'll be happy crunching numbers for the rest
1: of my life. So. <laughs> right, totally. Isn't it interesting how there's like a part of us that just knows that, no, that's not, that's not what we're supposed to be doing, you know? But we don't listen to it sometimes. At least I don't.
0: Well, you and I must be in the same boat because I don't listen <laughs> to it sometimes either. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, I love it. And I think that there's also for our listeners, you guys, you can still be creative in other ways. Like, I love to write and I love to do the podcast. So, I think you have to find things within yourself that makes you centered, whole, grounded, you know, even holistic routes if that's something Mm. you want to use to to recenter yourself. I think, like, to me, this show really helps me to connect with other people from around the globe, but also to learn how to listen and be. Emotionally in tune, and that's something that can be very difficult at times.
1: Well, we're not really taught it, right? I mean, we're taught like every kind of learning except emotional learning, you know. And so, it's yeah, I think a lot of that's our society too.
0: You're right, and it kind of leads into my next question, which goes Mm -hmm. into a mind needs to rest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what do you like to do to unwind when you're stressed out, and do you have like a night ritual or something
1: that you do before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I like to walk a lot, and that's a big part of that's a big part of my my process. Not just like a, not just for mental health, but also that's how I write songs. Like, so I'll I'll sit down and I'll write bits of songs and then record them, and then I usually walk around the city for a long time, just kind of letting the songs work on me. Um, and that's that's very important for me because if I try to do it, you know, by forcing it, it doesn't work. And, and I find that that's kind of like the way I work out a lot of things just by walking. So, um, so that definitely helps me unwind and and relax. And then before I go to sleep, I just like to meditate a little bit. could be short, but that's, you know, that's kind of a a good way to uh, transition into being asleep. And, you know, specifically what I want to do at night is like, I just want to understand that many things could have happened differently beat myself up about all kinds of mistakes, but I did what had to be done, you know, and and that's uh, that's kind of what makes a good day, right? It's just kind of doing what had to be done. Absolutely.
0: And I think just also appreciating the moment that you have to unwind. Yeah, exactly. For some people, they do struggle with that. Let's say if someone has heightened levels of anxiety, or um, if someone is dealing with restless leg syndrome, there could be a lot of different things that people struggle with which makes it difficult right. for me to relax. So I love that you're able to say, hey, right. this works for me. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, totally. All
0: right. So next one is music is people. So what uh-huh. song do you love to listen to that helps bring joy into your life? And who has mm-hmm. been one of your biggest musical inspirations?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. Um I... I would say I, I, you know, I have different kinds of inspirations, right? Like, so I, I, I listen to a lot of jazz to get basically the uh, sort of overall vibe. I don't, I don't play jazz. Um, I have, but it's not like a, it's not like I'm using jazz chords and things like that in my music. Um, if I'm listening for stuff, cause I want to be inspired like on a songwriting level. Um, well, I would say like Paul Simon is one of my favorite songwriters because I think he's just so good at both lyrics and music and it's it's really rare that you find somebody who's that good at both you know like there are a lot of great melodists but their lyrics aren't always that interesting or they're great lyricists like bob dylan but their melodies aren't always as interesting but paul simon is just incredible at both and uh and there's something about him he's a fellow libra like me there's something about his stuff that i i i kind of get what he's doing like there's a he has a sense of humor and he's also serious at the same time, which I really appreciate. So if I had to name like a songwriter that I would, that I like best, I would say, yeah, probably Paul Simon. Uh, but there's so many, you know, everything like, I mean, there's so much new stuff. That's great. Uh, it's hard to choose.
0: Yeah. I kind of put you on the spot on that, Paul.
1: <laughs> that's okay. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's lot, there's lots of, you know, I've been really, uh, I really like, like in terms of like kind of newer songwriters, um, I love Phoebe Bridgers, I think she's great, and I like, um, he's a little bit older, but Damien Jurado, his stuff from like about 10 years ago is, is fabulous, so there's like, songwriting is definitely still an incredibly dynamic art form, it's kind of cool to, to see what's out there. I love
0: that, but you're Paul 2.0, so that's a good thing, right?
1: right okay <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> now i would love to sit down with a writing session with david foster and diane warren i mean love okay. Diane warren i mean she's written for some uh-huh. of the biggest artists of all time but david yeah. foster right i mean when i actually watched something with him i think they were he was talking about i think it was whitney houston if i'm not mistaken it was a while ago and he talked about how she had difficulty reaching one of her notes and he just pushed her And she was able to get to a point. I mean, that's a voice that is unlike any other. Um, But I just love that he's been able to do such great things. And then also he was on one of my favorite shows, The Masked Singer, recently with Catherine McPhee, his wife. who I love Okay. McPhee Foster. She was on American Idol. I think it was season five and she came in second place. But I love to just see how his career has just expanded, you know, this long. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Okay. So yeah, look up David Foster. If you're not sure if you I mean, when you look back, you're like, he did this song, he did that. Like, I mean, amazing.
1: Well, he were, he he was connected to Chicago, wasn't he?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think I'll have to check. I don't want to lie. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But
1: I, yeah, but he wrote for Whitney Houston, I remember, and Celine Dion also, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean,
0: some of the biggest artists of all yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some certain kinds of songwriters that are just like, they just seem to have like infinite range. Like they can just like write for anyone under any conditions. And um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's also like interesting how songwriting means such different things to different people. Like some songwriters are, you know, like very Nashville-y and they've got a certain flow and they, they make a really sturdy truck of a product. And then, And then there's some songwriters who are really, like, strange and do really weird things, but they also have longevity. So there's a lot of different ways to be a songwriter. You're right
0: about that. I mean, we think of Phineas. um, Phineas, um, You know, right? I love his writing as well. And I I Mm. just feel like... We have to just remember, like, there's so many different, there's room at the table for all types of music and artists, but for Mm -hmm. sure there's for the creative process, like, when I think of writing, like, for me, I like to have the actual title if I'm planning on doing a book, and so when I've written some of my books, I would write the title first. And then I would actually write down all of the chapters, like the titles that I want. And then I would actually mm-hmm. work from there. Yeah. Which for some people they're like, hey, the title should be last or and I'm like, well, that's what works for me. And so I love that.
1: Right. No, I'm a titles guy too. I really I find that it's very helpful to have the title before I start.
0: Yeah, Paul, I know with my mind I'm like, it's gonna go like a mile a minute. So I have to kind of make sure I center myself the best I can. Yeah. So yeah, I can can yeah. get it together.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like you put up the boundary, and then you can kind of play inside it. And that's, to me, that's, that's really fun. I, I, yeah, I know. I, I get too far afield if I don't remember the titles, too.
0: Absolutely. So, Paul, the next question I have for you is, what happens next? So can you tell us about your experience of being a multi-instrumentalist, a meditation teacher, an author, and also a life coach?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is just that, to me, they're um, they're really kind of all one thing, right? It's just like, the you know, just like I was saying in that bio, right? That, to me, it's all about just kind of working with whatever voices in my head there are. And kind of understanding, like, not thinking too much, just kind of receiving the voices as they come. I call it, like, taking dictation. So if I'm writing a song, like, I don't want to think about it too much. I want to just really listen for... You know the next line that's coming into my head and if I'm meditating you know and I have to like tell myself something that is really important I just receive like just to be an open channel and even if I'm coaching someone or healing someone or working with someone where they're the focus I'm still just kind of just trying to make myself an open channel and just say whatever happens next you know whatever comes next just let it come out so um, to me that's always been the goal of everything I do is just to be you know just to take dictation from beyond. That's that's sort of how I how I say it, you know. Um, and then in terms of like I just try to show up to whatever's happening. So um, so if I'm coaching someone else they're the you know they're the focus and if I'm working on a song then the song is the focus but it's just turning you know it's the same same process just kind of turning it on different
0: Awesome. I love that. And I feel like, you know, we can use all of those together, as you say, combined for people to understand. But like life coaching, I think is important. I think meditation is important. Um, I Mm -hmm. also think like just being able to be eclectic with the way you're able to connect with people. Like you said, sitting with someone and and meditating is is definitely important. You have to build a connection with the individual, but also you have to be
1: centered yourself before starting Um, to discuss that's right with anyone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can only meet people as deeply as you meet yourself. So, you know, if you're coming from a very scattered or surface place, that's what you're going to get in other people. And if you if you're more grounded, then you can really kind of go deeper in, in terms of meeting people in a, in a deeper way. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah,
0: so it kind of goes into a fun question I like to ask some people. So you're actually special to get this one because I don't ask everyone this one. So, if you could choose one word to describe your sound, what would you choose?
1: To describe my sound? Yes. I would the choose the w- Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I would choose the word. You know, magic has been a big thing for me in, in the last year. So, I would choose the word magic because what I try to do in my sound is really make space for all kinds of surprising things to show up. Um, Like I'm always listening to see if there's like an instrument that could kind of take the whole song to the next level that needs to be just like tweaked, or even if there's a mistake in what I've played, if that can be kind of worked into the fabric. So to me, like what magic is, is not really like coming up with something from scratch. Magic is kind of letting the elements of reality pop out. So often the way I'll actually produce a song is I'll put way too many instruments in there to start with. And then I just kind of like shave everything off. I kind of subtract all the stuff that isn't magical and just try to see what you know, what little notes, what little moments uh, pop out. So magic is something that I'm always working for for when, whenever I'm producing it.
0: Well, if I came with a work for you music, I think that's a great word, magic is a really amazing one. But I think connected. Mm, I appreciate it. And the reason, reason, oh, no problem. The reason I choose the word connected is that I feel like when you're listening to someone or you're involved in that actual story that they're telling, that you want to feel a connection from the inside out. And when I listen to Mm -hmm. music, I don't just listen to the tone of someone's voice or the instrumental in the background. I like to look at it as an entire experience. Like... Yeah, you know, am I being transported somewhere? You know, how does this make me feel after I hear it? Do I feel some type of emotion that I am uncomfortable with, or is it something where I feel like this is going to help me start my day off in a positive direction? So I think connected is one that I
1: would use for you. Sure, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I always wanted to be a filmmaker when I was I was younger, and I mean, I I do music videos here and there, but I probably never get to be a filmmaker. Who knows? Life is long. But to me, like, I love the way that film kind of brings all your senses together and, and connects you to a story, to a character, you know, or characters. And I, I kind of always try to do that with my music. Like, I don't want it just to be a hook. I want it to be a, like a situation and a character and something that, like a, like a world that you can step into and, you know, have people really feel like they're there, not like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I can leave that on the background. Like, that that would be the biggest insult you can give me. It's like, is like, oh, yeah, your music's, okay, music's great to leave on in the background. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think this is just my personal opinion when it comes to film. Um, I would love to definitely get into that in the future myself. Like, I've done a screenplay that I've written, and I'm like, hey, one day I know to get out there and someone will, will be able to see it. But I always say that it's not about what people deem to be success. Success is you getting outside of your comfort right. zone and doing something right. that maybe others didn't expect you to do. And, and you're proud of right. what you've accomplished. And so for me, I really right. do think like, you you can do it if you put your mind to it. I think our mind is very powerful and we get to change you know the trajectory <laughs> of our life based on our experiences. And we also get to say, hey, what is enough and what isn't? And when, if I want to do something, totally outside of the realm of what people expect, then that's what makes me beautiful, that makes me amazing and that makes the project work, you know, so
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's an interview with Prince where he says that like someone says like what makes you a successful artist? And he's like, you know, it's hard for me to say it because for an artist, just bringing the art forth is success. Like that's it happens at the moment of creation. And I think it happens at the moment of creation if you really are able to kind of embrace all of yourself and not hold back, you know, and then whatever happens from there, it's just extra. Right. But I always think about that. Like if I'm making something, it's like, what part of myself am I holding back here? You know, if I really get a handle on that, then it's going to be success.
0: I agree, Paul. And I think like success, as I mentioned many times is relative. And it's not what people may think is success to them, but if you woke up in the morning and you were able to think of something creative and you put it out there in the world, that's great.
1: That's right. No, totally.
0: All right. So Paul, I only have two questions left for you. So I'm going to combine these last two. And the first one is, what's next for you? And then the second part is, how can our listeners find you online?
1: Okay. So what's next for me is I'm really starting to play with this idea of environments and how like different environments bring out different kind of uh, different creative elements. And
0: yeah. Hey Paul, we can hear you somewhat, but it sounds like you're fading a little. Really? Okay. I'm going to, I'll try to speak a little
1: little louder. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. So I was just saying that what's next for me is really playing with this idea of environments. And what I'm trying to do is, take a guitar and go to different places and write songs in that environment rather than just write at home. I, I usually write at home, but now that it's getting a little bit warmer, I'm going to, I'm going to try to really, you know, write in a lot of very strange environments and see what comes from there. Um, and it's my hope that it will suggest new possibilities like for lyrics as well as music. Um, so I'm, I'm almost finished with the album love songs from the tree of life but I'm need a couple more songs. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a quest to try to find them. That's, um, so that's the idea. And then from there, you know, what, what's next is put out the album, tour it and, uh, and keep, keep working, you know, keep working.
0: I'm excited for you, Paul. Can you tell our listeners where can they find you online?
1: Like your handles? Sure. Um, Paul Weinfield, P-A-U-L-W-E-I-N-F-I-E-L-D. pretty much everywhere. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Bandcamp, uh, and all my socials follow that as well. So it's just my name. And it's a
0: great name. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, no problem. So Paul, thank you so much for being here on Black Canvas. I would love for you to be able to come back and perform your music when it's out. And if you ever need any help like running by some lyrics by me or letting me listen to some of the music, I would love to give you some feedback and let you know how much I love it. Cause I do love your music. So I just want to be able to support you any way I can. Thanks. I
1: really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Oh, absolutely. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you so much, Paul, for being here. And I can't wait to have you back soon.
1: Thanks, Jaryl. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay. Have a great day.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Okay.